fairies, goblins, and gremlins. Today we talk with the editor of Grifty Shades of Fae. These gnomes are about to get naughty on Dungeon Crawlers. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we've traveled before jumping forward, eating breakfast, then coming back before dinner so that we can bring you this show, because technology sucks. That's right. <laughs> okay, Dan, I, I think you're missing the main point here. Um, this is the third time we're trying to record the show, but we're also talking today about a book, about oh, the fairy we're talking about books, not time travel. That was last week. Well, That's right. That was last week. <laughs> Today, we're right? messing with the fairy folk, and I think the fairy folk are messing with us. They are. Gremlins, gnomes, and other things mess with technology. So that's exactly what's going on right now. I'll get the white stage so we can scrub this place. If only we had a professional uh, who wrote about this kind of stuff that we could talk to today. I think we do. Yeah, you guys are in luck. <laughs> Yes. So we have Mike Clough on the, on the show today to talk about Rifty Shades of Fae, <laughs> not to be mistaken for Fifty Shades of Grey. So for those of you that have come to the show to hear about that and to listen to Mackenzie laugh like a schoolgirl, this is the wrong show. Yeah, yeah, We're going to talk about Fae. I was going to say it's the right show for the giggle like a schoolgirl because I'm sorry you keep saying that and all I see are the Akatar phase in my head right now. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that's the whole point to having a name like that, Grifty, Fade, Grifty Shades of Fae, to get people to giggle, to p- get people to pick it up because... I mean, that's perfect. That's the whole point of marketing and things like that is to get someone to go, wow, that, I wonder what's going on in that book. I think it's just to get us to say the name again, again and again and again, because how many times have we said it on the show? 50, no, 50 Shades of Fae. Like, see, I, it's, uh, it's like a tongue twister. Um. <laughs> it is. It is. So tell us about the book. I know in, in, our, in our past life, we we already talked about this. We already talked about what this book is all about. But let's do it again. I'm having yeah, we know what it's not. Now let's find out what it is. <laughs> okay. So, Grifty Shades of Fae. Uh, it started with a bunch of us from FB Press, which is the publishing site of Fiction Vortex. Uh, we were sitting around playing around with uh, Spoonerisms, which is where you take the first letters of words in a phrase and you mix them around and create a completely new sentence. And we were doing that to different book titles and I shouted out Grifty Shades of Fae. And the other people in the room were like, we need to make that into a book. That's, that's (laughs) awesome. Um, and so we decided that, Hey, we will make it an anthology and we will get awesome authors to write in this anthology and we'll put it on Kickstarter. And that's where it's at. Now. Nice. So, name like a couple of authors that are in this an- anthology, uh, if you can. We've got David Farland, uh, Michael, nice. Michael Brent Collings, Johnny Worthen, uh, Patty Larson, who writes uh, some cozy mysteries, but she's she's starting a whole new world. 
and uh, having the premiere story for that in this anthology, um, and a bunch of other authors uh, that are coming in there. The cool thing is there's actually submissions open for the open slots, so uh, I've got about mm, probably about 25 submissions so far, but I haven't picked anybody yet. Nice. Hey, I may have a chance. All right. Anyways, so I mean, you, you've got some really good names here. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Farland, uh, or or Dave Worthington, for those that know him better as uh, the do. Uh, he did the Rune Lords. Uh, Michael Brent Collins has been on the show many times. Uh, for those that are probably scratching their head saying that sounds familiar, Golden Baby. That's all I need to say. Uh, you know, and Johnny Worthen, he's been on the show too. Uh, one of my favorite novels of his is The Finger Trap. So you've got a good lineup, and hopefully a few more good stories can jump into this. But, you know, everyone loves Faye in one form or another. Um, so this just sounds like a fantastic book that may have some mischief, some mayhem, maybe a little bit of naughtiness, but not too much. Yep. Naughty fairies, um, but not that type of naughty fairies. Correct. Yeah. Not that type of naughty fairies. Uh, it definitely says that on the Kickstarter that not inappropriate, more PG-13-ish uh-huh. fairies that we're uh-huh. looking at. Um, For those of you who keep a dictionary very, very close, um, fae is a type of fairy folk. Just, you know. Not usually with wings, if I remember correctly, but they do have the pointy ears, which I love. Right? Is, well, that, yeah. is that correct? I should. I guess I should ask the uh, the, the the professional author on this one. It's, um, it's sort of okay. interesting because uh, the the term actually means um, ethereal or otherworldly, but it's also a term that people would use to refer to uh, people that were chronically ill um, or had issues. You could think changelings and and issues like that. Um, so it's not exactly defined um, to a to a specific type of fairy folk or or anything like that. But yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm trying to use it as an all encompassing gnomes, pixies, leprechauns, the flying fairy type. But then you also you have the 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 fair folk who are human sized and are usually a whole lot meaner than all the rest of them combined. So yeah, yeah. All the above. Interesting. You know, and I mean, in some realms of fantasy, even even fairy uh, elves are considered fae. Um, For real? You, know, you got dry, yeah, you like got dryads. Yep. Uh, so, um, my brain melted. Okay. There's there's actually a couple different um, origins uh, when it comes to to the fae or the fair folk. Um, a lot of it comes around from the areas of the Black Forest, and then you've got England and, you know, the, the Celtic traditions. Uh, and a lot of it is based on creatures of nature and creation. But then in history, you can see where Christianity came in and started making an influence on um, the stories that the people would tell. And another origin for the fairy folk is that they are actually fallen angels or those those uh, 
those spirits that were kicked out of heaven and now they cause mischief for everybody else. And that was, you know, propaganda from the church back then to make it so people would stop telling stories about these little creepy creatures or, or stop, you know, leaving out milk for them and things like that. But I think it backfired. <laughs> That's interesting. I had no idea about any of that. Cause I remember like changelings and stuff from like Scottish folklore, like they would leave, I think it was babies in the forest sometimes because they thought they were changelings to offer them back to the spirits there. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible things. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking if that happened today, like, okay, brothers and sisters, we cannot leave little bowls of milk out for the demons and the devils. Those are demons and devils, guys. They're go- <laughs> like, that's just hilarious. I'm sorry. I, I hadn't heard that before. Like that's new information to me. I'm learning. Yeah. Lie. It makes it interesting when you start looking into how, how history played into it. Um, but also you look at what uh, popular culture has done with a lot of the fairy folk and, and they make it so you have like Tinkerbell and it's all about doing good and loving each other. But the original fairy folk were not nice. They, no. they didn't do nice things to people most of the time. You know, they would, they would love to come and, kick your cow and make it so it produced curdled milk and make it so your other livestock would just fall over dead and just crazy things like that. They weren't very nice if you, uh, if you crossed them and it didn't take very much to cross them or well, even if they wanted to have fun, right? Like Rip Van Winkle, wasn't he just a normal guy who, uh, danced with fairies and then they put him to sleep for a hundred years. Yeah. He got mixed up in a bowling game yeah. that the fairies were like, Hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's let this guy drink some of our stuff. And, uh, it didn't work out very well for him. So wait, are like imps classified as faith or, yeah. uh, folk too? Yeah. yeah. Depending, especially, it depends. It depends on, that's the interesting thing is when you look across different cultures in their mythology, um, there's a lot of commonalities when it comes to the, the hidden folk um, and the way that they interact with people. Even go to, uh, I think it's in Japan, where they have the fox spirits that are mischievous spirits that can turn into women and, you know, mess with people and be mis- mischievous and usually ends up in somebody's death. Um, but imps, yeah, I mean, those are lesser, lesser fairies or it could be lesser demons it depends on uh whose side of the story you're playing on yeah interesting you know, and, and even like you know mid number uh, a midsummer night's dream i mean that's fairies messing with humans as well so uh I, that's that's one of the really cool things uh you know fey creatures are almost synonymous in every culture just like dragons are there you know every culture has some sort of fey uh, story, myth, whatever you want to call it, um, some sort of mythos, and it's just they're everywhere. And so, you know, whether you're leaving a bowl out uh, of milk out for the fae to leave you alone and not cause any mischief or help fix your shoes in the middle of the night or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's really interesting how these stories have evolved over the, the years, the centuries, the decades. Um, and even now, you know, they're, they're, I guess, fantasized or romanced, romanticized uh, in Disney culture to a point where it's just all cutesy and lovable. But, you know, you, you hit it uh, on the head there. In the past, 
you know, these fairy tales and that were kind of mean and evil and dark. They weren't, yeah, they were warnings. They weren't pleasant. You know, you told your kids about these stories, not to, you know, tuck them in at night and have pleasant dreams. You told them this so they wouldn't wander off into the forest to get eaten or that they would behave and and do what they were told. Yeah. So they were more like allegories? Yeah. Like, for example, one story that pops in my mind is the story of uh, the Bob Man, which eventually, uh, through culture, became the Boogeyman. Yeah. Like that scary guy, that that scary monster that lives in your closet. Originally, it was, don't go into the bog, kids, because you could die. And being a bog, yeah, it would be very easy to die, to drown, to slip, and nobody would know where you were. And they were cautionary tales uh, similar to that. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the bog because that book I mentioned, the bog was actually a mythological being that would encompass people in, if I remember correctly, in mist instead of like sucking them in as part of mud or whatever that it is. It's been a minute since I've looked at that, but it's really interesting because there's two different examples of like a bog myth right there. Well, and even playing off of that, the, uh, the bog, when it would create the gas, would create those 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 swamp lights, and people mm-hmm. would think those were the fairies, the will o' wisps uh, that would appear. And that was another reason yeah. why they said, you know, don't follow the will o' wisps because they drag you out into the bog where you'll be sucked down and 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 eaten by the 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 bog man or the boger yeah. or the boger man, different titles that it has. And so your your stories uh, in this book they they focus around different creatures in each story. Yeah, um, I I to be honest, we're going to find out a lot more when the stories come in from the authors. I know that Dave Farland talked about he is going to be uh, riffing off of the author the Arthurian legend um, and talking about the Lady of the Lake, who is also considered Fae. Nice. But, but they're these are evil stories, right? So you're saying the Lady of the Lake was evil in this story? No, oh, I didn't say they're evil. I just say that they're going to be tricky. And you know the 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 phrase or the word grift is the it's a confidence game. It's the if you're go- called a grifter, it's because you are a con man. You are somebody that is in various stages of being a psychopath and using people to accomplish your goals. Um, and, uh, so some of the stories might be very dark and really incriminate the Fae and some of them might just play them off as fun little tricksters. Um, but the point of the, this anthology is to go back to the original stories. I, I grew up, uh, with books in the house that with titles like, uh, um, Irish Tales of Terror and learning about banshees and pukas and things like that well before I, I knew about any of these cutesy wootsy little fairy things um, also the the gnome book I mean I think so many people have had that and uh, and and read a, and read about the gnomes and the goblins and all the fun things in there um, luckily there's people that still believe that garden gnomes are are potentially dangerous despite what the animated movies are trying to do. I don't know. I, I really love what uh, author Larry Korea did with the uh, gnomes in his monster hunter series. Where they're like, the gnomies. They're th- yeah. They're just thugs and the, you know, they're just 
it, they seriously sound like some some West Side Gang group, and they're just rough and tough. I, I, I love it. But, uh, you know, it, that's the thing that I love about fiction, uh, whether it's short story or, or long form. You get to take something, say, like the gnomes, and twist it to your own needs and make something unique and amazing. Um, and so this anthology sounds like that's what it's doing. You, you've taken an idea, and now these other authors are going to take it and twist it and make it something amazing and unique. That's something different we've never seen. I mean, especially the lady in the lake. That's You know, she's always been in these Arthurian legends and you know and if he twisted a little bit and she's more of a mischievous nymph that lives in the water it's going to put a whole new different twist to the of King Arthur well I mean you shouldn't be deciding uh, leadership and government based on some lady holding the sword out of the water true true, <laughs> also true. or some, some boy pulling the sword out of a stone I mean that's like saying hey I found this cool stick uh, up in the mountains I'm now the president um, yeah, it's just not a smart idea. But hey, you know, it makes for an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to reading it now. I, I want to well, yeah. hear more about that. And uh, that's, we are a little over 50% funded with eight days to go. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. I think we can pull it off, but I, I want it to work out. Um, and I'll... I'll announce it here before anywhere else. If this works and we are able to get it funded and, and produce the first one, we are going to follow the trend of the actual 50 shades series with three books. And we will have grifty shades of Faye, the first one, and then we'll have grifty shades darker. And then it won't be grifty shades freed. It'll be grifty shades greed. Um, and we will, uh, we'll play off of, uh, with darker, we, we will definitely focus more on the horror aspect um, of of the fairy folk and some of the awful things they do. Um, I'd love to see a uh, a Baba Yaga story in there, um, but also mm-hmm. with Grifty Shades gre- greed, you know, that's when we get to introduce dragons and other treasure hoarding creatures and have stories about them. Nice. Oh, nice. Cool. Dragons. <laughs> uh, no, I. this sounds like an awesome, fantastic idea. Uh, so those of you listening, jump on the Kickstarter, fund this, because it sounds like it's going to be a great uh, anthology collection. Not only that, you're going to get some really amazing stories from some fantastic authors. Um, if you haven't heard on the show before, check, uh, look through our, our catalog. You'll be able to hear those interviews and get kind of a feel of their writing style and who they are. Um, but definitely. Can, can, I ask, go ahead. Can, can I ask a real quick question, Dan, before, uh, I, what was the inspiration? Cause I'm on the Kickstarter right now, of course, cause you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. And what is the inspiration behind the decoy book? Um, <laughs> so the decoy book, the, pardon me. I just had a 12 year old puberty moment there, you know, voice cracking the decoy book. <laughs> the decoy book is part of the grifted and talented reward um and it's there's there's a couple different uh motivations behind that and one being you could play your own trick on somebody and be like hey i've got this really awesome book and you give it to them and they open it up and it's completely blank um and you can say and they'll be like well it's a blank book i can't read it and you're like oh maybe you're not you know 
maybe you're under the spell of the Fae, and that's why you can't read it. Uh, or somebody <laughs> could use it as a journal, but we also call it the decoy book because if you follow along the uh, the Kickstarter, we are we are playing it up like the fairies are against us. They're trying to stop us from making this happen. They don't want us to take away the cutie wootie uh, persona that's been adopted by the world about fairies uh, that we're trying to uncover. So the decoy book is you get that book and you put it on your bookshelf and then you hide the real book. So the fairies, when they come to take it away from you, they take the decoy book. Um, can I get one of those for 10 years ago when my brother was reading my that's diary? That's thing. It, it's disguised and people can use it as a journal. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry he did that to you. I just caught my uh, five-year-old doing that, or no, my nine-year-old doing that to my my 13-year-old. That was a fun fist fight to break up. Yeah. Or was it your sister? I can't, you know, siblings, we always do stuff to each other, but now I, maybe all my siblings have been fey in disguise all this time. That would explain yeah, everything. I mean, maybe they're just all changelings and you're the only one that didn't get switched out. I don't know if that's an insult or not. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm don't know if either Scott or Dan. I'm, I'm questioning everything at this exact moment. <laughs> I'm actually wondering if you're a fae. I guess you'll never know, or you might find out in September. All right, so jump on, support this Kickstarter, because it's going to be awesome. You know, it, if you get... If you contribute high enough, you get a decoy book that will maybe save your life one day or prevent you from uh, being embarrassed by your brother or sister. You know, uh, you never know. Or maybe your favorite book just won't get stolen by a, a fae that wanders through your house. Uh, but out of all this, you're going to get a really awesome book with some really awesome stories and support them. Because if we do, then we get some more awesome books, as, he's, as Mike has already suggested. So... It's a book about the paranormal. Yes, and Scott's excited because he loves Ghostbusters. I I like the paranormal, all right? I love the paranormal. I like fighting against them, and this is an informational – well, I mean, it's fictional, but it's still stories about the paranormal, so I like it. I also like Supernatural, the TV show, and it's not Ghostbusters. Is it it fictional, or is it just a a collection of guidelines or or ways to avoid being tortured by things? they are cautious. Now you're getting a little existential for my liking. Uh, it is cautionary. So, all right, folks, uh, with that said, we'll catch you next time, and we're out of here. Thank you. Beware the fae. Oh, jeez. <laughs>